This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening everyone and welcome to Extra Time, West Ham 2, our team Wolverhampton Wanderers, sorry Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, West Ham United 3 and you're probably wondering where is Amy, where is co-host Amy tonight and that would be a very very good question to ask and I can give you the answer to that, Amy as you probably know is a very, very talented athlete and runner. And um, her training, because the, the clocks have gone back, uh, or summertime, it's a lot lighter, her training's a bit later. So uh, she's hoping to get here a bit later on on the show. I didn't want to push it back till 8 o'clock tonight because the Champions League is all on and the, the two matches and there's people that might want to be that want to watch that and I didn't want to split people from having to join in for this or to watch the Champions League. Um so we've gone with the seven o'clock and hopefully Amy will make it for the end of the uh, the end of the uh, end of the show. So um we've got guests already backstage just to let you know we've got uh, we've got Statman Speedy's there, we've got Scott, uh we've got Keith, the ghost man who, if you remember, we couldn't see him, but apparently we're going to be able to see him for the first time tonight. And we do already have a first-time caller uh, that's going to be on the show tonight, and that'll be Jim, uh, representing uh, what is one of the oldest and best Wolves supporters clubs in the, in the world. That would be from Telford Wolves. And there's going to be hopefully more coming on as well as we go along. Let Before we get started, let's have a look who's here. We've got quite a few people already here. We've already got 45 people joining us. Uh, do us a, a, a favour, smash a like on the video. Feel free to share on your socials. And we're going to be talking and analysing the game. What happened last night? Uh, what happened for the first 40 minutes of the game uh, with with us uh, being 3-0 down before we started playing again. A dreadful, dreadful start. I'm sure Statman's got some stats on that, Mr Speedy. Uh, but we're going to kick off tonight, evening, we're going to kick off tonight with uh, Scott, 
And um, before we get to Scott, just if you want to get on the show, if you want to join into the to the show, just go on the link below the Always Wolves Facebook page. Send a message, and we'll get you off on. We'll get you on the show live here with myself and hopefully Amy later on. So we're going to be joined first off by he often waits right to the end, but he's going to be on first tonight, and that will be my good friend Scott. How you doing, mate? Good, except for my hair. <laughs> now you've been complaining about your hair on social media. Um, oh and, um, yeah, it's looking... Uh, it doesn't look too bad, it's actually, buddy. And um, also got to say that you also... Um, is it the chairman of... Uh, is it... What was it? Bush something or other? Bushbury LFC and uh, wearing the merch. And that's right. And you had a game at the weekend. Do you want to let everyone know how successful it was? <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, we come on a, a strong losing end of 10-1, unfortunately. Okay, and just to remember, if you are a West Ham fan watching this, send a message to the Always Walls Facebook page and we will get the West Ham point of view on here as well. So, uh, so there we go. So, um, Scott, we're going to break this down, mate. You're first up. Normally, you're, you you have waited so patiently and you're on first. I bet you nearly fell off your chair. But you're on first tonight, mate. Um, but let's sum that game up. Obviously, we're going to cover the performance and your man of the match. But in one sentence, to start off with, sum, that, sum, last, night, sum last night up for us. Uh, in one word. In one word or a sentence. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll try and keep it PG. Um a disaster. That's the that's where I would put it. Um, disaster. Yeah, the first the first half was just suicidal defending, um, and I think it was all it was always going to be a tough game. It was always going to be a tough game because West Ham are doing really well this season, and so we always knew it was going to be tough. But then to find out that not only is Matinho out, Holly's out, and then Johnny's out, that just made it a lot a lot more difficult on paper before you've even kicked off. And then when the team was announced and you could see it was a back four, I was kind of worried because we haven't had really much success with a back four. And it just showed because Lingard had that crazy run. And I know a, people, a lot of people have picked it up on social media saying it was a great solo goal, but it should never have happened to begin with. We should have been able to close him down and stop that from happening. Like if I would have been, I would have took one for the team. I would have just took him out because yeah, Lingard... Or the third goal, because are you on about? Uh, the first one, first one. Because the third goal was pretty much the same. And when we had five yeah. around him, I mean, West Ham, two central defenders took a yellow um, each in the first 10 minutes of the game to stop our attacks. Yeah. And I think if Matinho would have been on there, he might have, he might have done it because he's got a bit of a streak in it, uh, young, uh, young Matinho. Um, but to be fair, I mean, the I, I thought, obviously... First off, we've all got to say our, our best wishes. We're absolutely heartbroken and gutted losing uh, Johnny Otto. I mean, a second ACL for him is absolutely heartbreaking. And then, obviously, we knew Martinio might be out. And then Bolly, obviously, as well. Uh, do you think that forced Nuno's hand in terms of the back four? Um, some people saying, why didn't he play Kilman? Yeah, for, for me, I reckon Kilman was... All uh, like a a solid choice replacement for Bolly, but obviously he's seen something different and he's felt more comfortable to go with the back four. But um, 
as soon as you knew Bolly was out to follow on from Matinho and Johnny as well, it just made what was already going to be a tough game more difficult. And when, like I said, when he went to the, when I saw it was the back four, I just, I don't know, I just, alarm bells were ringing for me. And I knew it was going to be a more difficult game because he decided to go that route. But obviously, Nuno sees more than what we do in training and whatnot. And obviously, he trusted and believed in what um, he put out. But it just didn't work in that first half. That first half, it was just really suicidal defending. We got ripped apart. And it just... I I was begging for the first half to just be over. And then the second half was a lot better. Um... And we got back into the game. I think Dendonka scoring back into um, scoring one back before I think it was before half time, wasn't it? Yeah. It gave it, it gave that little bit of hope. Could could we like you know pull off a a three two victory or something like that? But the second half like, we were three 0 down then, so maybe you made a four three victory. Yeah, sorry, four three. <laughs> um, it was just one of them that I thought maybe there could be something from the second half and. Even though we were better in the second half, again, it just seemed like we were never going to get anything out of the game. We'd be lucky if we got a draw out of it. And um, I, I, the one positive to come from that game for me was Silva. Because I think, again, like a lot of people have been criticising Jose a lot. And I can see why. When you look at Silva, when he came off of the bench, he did a lot more than what Jose did the whole game. And that finish was the type of finish that you want to see from somebody like Silva. Because he gets a lot of criticism before, obviously, Jose came in. Um, not putting away the chances that he had. But that one was, a, like, Raul would be proud of that finish. And it was good. And I'm glad he got the goal. But that was probably, if I'm being honest, probably the only positive I would take from that game uh, was the silver goal. I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, um, <laughs> William Jose... I mean, the jury for me is out on it. I think he does. He, he he has helped the team in the fact that we're on a winless run and he has linked up the play and he's got some nice touches. He had a really good opportunity to score in the second half. Yeah. Uh, he kind of scuffed it. The keeper saved it. Then Pedro Neto, for, I mean, he missed from point blank range. He'd have put his right foot through it and he tried to do it with his left foot and skewed it wide. I couldn't believe he just didn't put his right foot through. It was an open goal. But we are we are quite proficient at losing at missing open goals. I think um, Pedro Neto and uh, Romain Soyes uh, having a little bit of a competition in the last uh, couple of uh, in the last month for missing a, an open goal. And then, like you say, I mean, the one thing I mean, Traore's got a lot of it, a, a, an awful lot of criticism, hasn't he? Uh, recently, but he brought he took that ball from virtually on the edge of our area. Um, went past four players, jumped to um, really, really, he could have gone down tackles, got to the byline, got a cross in, and then in the space of like three seconds, Traore gets his first assist of the season and uh, Leander the Donk gets his uh, first goal of the season. It was a great goal and it just shows what Adama can do. He just seemed to have that determination and anger because we were 3-0 down to create something. Um, Fabio Silva, as I say, he's had a lot of criticism as well. Um, you know, but I think you saw with Fabio the potential that he has, the way he brought the ball down and he managed to find that gap into the corner. Very instinctive. You could see he's got something. But again, I think pick the, pick the jury's still out on them. I mean, Scott, and I'm probably going to ask everyone that comes on today, 
Who would you start up top against Fulham on Friday? Jose or Fabio? It, if if Raul's still not considered um, yet, then definitely I would start with Silva. Be, just because Silva wants it more. Like you say, there is elements with Jose's game where he's linked up the play really well. But it's, I don't know, it's just like the, the attitude on the pitch. For me, Silva puts himself out puts himself out there, spreads himself out a bit more, whereas Jose doesn't do it as much, but he can link up the play a lot better than what Silva can. But at the same time, at the minute, if it's not working with Jose and Silva is doing well coming off the bench, then why not start him, give him the chance to try and do something that Jose ain't doing for us? But at the minute, I, I'm just thinking that the only way we're going to get goals is through Neto, and it depends on what type of Neto turns up. Um, for us, because obviously the netto that we've come to know and love would have smacked that um, opportunity where he had a close range in the back of the net. But he just summed up the game when he went wide. So it's a difficult time for Wolves at the minute. Like it's one of them where you can't really blame the players. And you know, some will criticise Nuno for what he's done in the transfer market, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for me, it's just been one of those seasons where, yes, okay, other teams have had problems, but we've had it worse than most. And it proves that when three key players are out of the team for the game that we just played, Podence is back, but he had to come off as well. And then you're looking at Fulham ahead. Will Podence start? Um, We already know that Bolly won't. We already know Johnny won't, uh, because obviously Johnny's going to be out now for the, the entire season. Uh, Matini, I was on here maybe, so it's one of them at the minute. Like, it, as soon as you see some sort of role, a form that we get into, something comes and takes it away and knocks us off our, you know, momentum. And it's just the way it's been this entire season. And obviously, for me now, I keep saying it and I will keep saying it, I just want this season to be over and done with. Let's regroup, get everybody back and go again next season. Do I think we're going to be in this mess again next season? No, but it also depends on what he buys in the summer. For me, there is like rumours circulating out there on Twitter and all that saying that we are going to go for Jose and buy him as a backup. But for me, I think that'd be a big mistake. Would I you? Um, I mean, here's a question for you. I mean, Rafa Mir, would you take Rafa Mir back over buying uh, William Jose because he, you know, he's been scoring goals for the the the, the bottom club in uh, La Liga. He's been away, probably beefed up a little bit. But would you? I mean, he's still a Wolves player. Um, but they are talking about Jose. They might get him a bit cheaper as well than what they're initially. I mean, I think Jose does bring something to the team. But he, Fabio Silva seems to be able to make those instinctive striker runs. Yeah. Okay, he's missed a few. But he isn't as strong, is he? You know, he gets knocked off the ball a bit. Or would you like to see a Rafa Mia? See, Jose does get... Criticise a lot, but some people just don't look at what he does bring to the table. And the reason why they don't see it is because probably he's not contributing goals into what he is doing, and he's not doing it to the standard as well. What he does do to the level of Raul, which we come, we've already come to know. With Rafa Mur being on fire at the minute in the Spanish league, then you would say yes, get Rafa Mur in, and hopefully he can continue in the Premier League. But I'm probably going to get a lot of stick for this. But Premier League and the Spanish league are two different leagues. For me, what you're doing in the Spanish league, unless it's on a European level like Real Madrid, Barcelona, I don't believe that you would repeat that in the Premier League because for me, 
the Spanish league's not as competitive as the Premier League. So for me, Rafa Mur would probably come back with the momentum and you've just got to hope that that momentum continues. But the Premier League's a different kettle of fish and it's one of them where I don't think that momentum would continue because you look at Jose. Jose was doing well in Spain. He's come here. He hasn't really continued that good spell, if you know what I mean. For me, in the summer, we need a Premier League striker to come in that's got Premier League experience, knows this league inside and out, that can, that's willing to sit on the bench and only come on when he needs to and play. Well, I think, I, I, think, I think that's probably where William Jose is probably happy to be understood. I've just got to come in at this point because Tim B has, uh, has come on and we've only got two minutes of your slot left. So we'll come to you, think about your player rating, uh, sorry, your, your, your performance rating and your man of the match. Tim B is back again, everyone, with his Nuno out. And that's fine. We don't mind people having an opinion on this. But, Tim, I spoke to you last time. I said, fine, have the views. Come on the channel. Uh, put it, put you across your argument in the right way and we'll listen to what you have to say, but justify it. Um, alternatively, you can just hide in the chat um, again. But, like, get in touch with the Always Walls Facebook page and we'll come on. Uh, Tim B, and you can just justify on, on why you're actually saying that. So to finish off with, um, Scott, your performance rating and your man of the match. Performance rating, obviously, the first half, there was a lot of damage there. And even though we were a lot better in the second half, I still say it's a six, and that's me being generous. And that six is really a five, but it gets a six because of the silver goal. That's what I would that's what I would say. My man in the match, really nobody on that pitch stood out for me in particular. So I would give it Silver again for the goal and for his attitude when he came off the bench because Silver wanted it more and Silver wanted to try and get something out of the game for us. And before I let you go, Dave, um obviously I saw your man there say no out and stuff. And it's one of them where I do understand some people's opinions when it comes to Nuno out because I've got a lot of close friends that I've had many debates with who do want Nuno out. But the one thing I will say to anybody who's Nuno out, think about it before you say it because this is probably the greatest manager we've had in the modern era. And yes, every manager does have their shelf time, as some people put it. But this season, on top of everything that's going on in the world, a lot of clubs have had it rough. We've arguably had it rougher than most, especially when we're coming off the back of our longest ever season and having the smallest break between seasons as well um, than any other Premier League club. So Nuno's had to deal with a lot of stuff that normally he wouldn't deal with. You could argue that it was his transfer window purchases that didn't really help. But again, with that, we didn't have a pre-season. They didn't have much time to adjust and get used to the league and their teammates. So, if you want to judge Nuno out, judge it next season. Okay, well, that's fantastic, Scott. You've had a not on last at, at all. And uh, I've got to tell you guys, we do have two West Ham fans in the green room waiting to come on as well. Um, but first off, because he's been waiting a, a long time, before we get to the first of our superb West Ham fans in the background, give the West Ham view. And so, a big thank you to you again, Scott, for coming on. And you always talk some good... Good stuff. And then we've got Ghostman, we've got West Ham, uh, one of the West Ham fans, and then we're going to have Jim uh, from Telford Wolves on next. So all the best, Scott, and thanks for your contribution tonight. No worries, Dave, always. So thanks ever so much to Scott. And now 
Finally, we've waited so many weeks from the the hilarious funniness of uh, of the ghost man in the shed with no light where we couldn't see him. But we are going to meet him for the first time in person. And he's here now. It's Ghostman Keith. How you doing, mate? I'm fine, mate. How are you? Not too bad. We can kind of see you've got a bit more of a light. You're still a bit bit of a shadowy figure there. But, um, you know, how are you feeling? Thanks to Wolves FC. Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just a bit down after the game. And what are your thoughts on the, on the performance? Uh, any major points that you want to sort of say about the game, Keith? Well, a couple of the positives is that they created a lot of chances still and they could have got something from the game, even though how bad they was. Right. And um, what did you think, uh, where, where it went wrong for us? Well, the defence, the back four, totally... Cody can't play in the back four. He needs people either side of him to help him because he's a more of a ball-playing defender who likes to come forward. Um, and Ghostman, Mick Corbett wants to know, what have you got, a candle? Are you in the shed tonight, mate? No, I'm actually in my spare room. Would have, would have been stripping wallpaper off and doing some working. Yeah, because you, I mean, I think Mick's trying to say that you've got a bit of light, but it's, it looks like it's candlelight rather than a proper light. But uh, we've also got Craig says, out of darkness cometh light. He says, hello, uh, Shedman Keith, as well. So it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you do make us smile, mate. We love you to bits, I tell you. You make us laugh. Um, I, so, Keith, um, you know, who would you start up front against? Um, you know, against Fulham on Friday night. After he's coming off, off the bench, it's got to be Fabio. Fabio. Yes. OK. And um, what would you rate the performance last night out of 10? 6.5. 6.5. And who would you say is your was your man of the match? I thought the... Donkey was the man of the match. He, he he done a lot of work and he contributed pretty well, really. Okay, and um, do you think um, Cody and Saïs are really made for playing in a back four? Uh, would you go back to a back three on Friday and bring someone else in in the back? I'd bring someone else in at the back and play a three. Play, bring in Kilman or someone like that, like who's been mentioned. Okay, absolutely brilliant. Uh, so uh, you've gone with Leander Dundonka and a 6.5. Is there anything else you'd like to add uh, before we move on, mate? No, I'm just like to say um, well done on your channel and all the members you've been getting today. You deserve it, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah, the channel memberships is now open and you've got loads of different perks if anyone wants to get involved with that. That would be fantastic. Uh, Keith, it's great to have you on. Um, next time you come on, if you could get two candles um, and just get that a little bit more brightness and we can get a little bit more of you. We could see a bit of you this time, but uh, obviously if you're listening to this on uh, on the podcast, you can't quite imagine. Uh, so try and watch it back on the, um, on the YouTube. 
Uh, but Keith, it's great to actually see you in person, sort of tonight. And not like the Robert and the Corbett four candles. Ah, <laughs> oh, the four candles. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. All the best, Keith. Thanks for joining and us live mate. tonight, mate. Take care. Thanks for the, thanks for having me on. You're welcome, mate. Cheers. So, if you don't realise about that, um, there's a bit of a, a bit of a laughy joke that we got. Uh, Keith came on a few weeks ago. And when he came on, it was pitch black. He was in his shed. He had, his light didn't work and we couldn't see him. But he got the nickname of Ghostman and we were rolling with laughter. And he's a really good sport. And he's come back on tonight and he has got a candle. So we can sort of see him. So we're going to bring on next um, a West Ham fan, a good uh, pal of mine, um, which is Russ from the West Ham eleven. Before we get on to Jim from Telford Wolves, it's brilliant to make his debut on here. So please make a big welcome to Russ from the uh, from the West Ham eleven. The West Ham. Hello, Russ. How are you doing? Hello, Dave. How are we doing, mate? How are we doing? It seems only yesterday since we last spoke. It does, doesn't it? Time flies when you have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And why don't you just give everyone a little bit of a background of your association with West Ham before we uh, sure. we crack on with the game? So you because cool. you, you, you have got an affiliation, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So I have been the the West Ham match day DJ for for twenty. Well, this is my twentieth season now. So I'm very fortunate. I'm still at the uh, I'm still at the ground. So I've been I, you know while everyone else has been you know shut shut off and okay watch on the telly. I've been at all the games. So it's um, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I've been doing it for twenty years. And uh, the last year, I thought I'd do the old YouTubey stuff and did my Amazon eleven, and it's become quite popular. So yeah, it's all good. It's not too bad. That's man. that's right. And and um, it's quite good. I'm doing. I'm going to be introducing that across on my channel. You nick my international fan. I'm doing the uh, my Wolves eleven going forward. There's there's but, lots. There's lots. We've got a Sunderland eleven. We've got uh, you know. There's they're, they're all branching out, man. But it's all good, man. It's all good stuff. Yeah, Jedi Gremlin says hi to you and everything. Hello, Jedi. So I mean, mate, from a West Ham fan, fan, literally. Um, you must be delighted with the results in the end last night. In fact, at the start, but what did you make of the, of the game as a whole? Oh, God, it was just like, it was like Groundhog Day. Honestly, it was like Groundhog Day, obviously. For those, obviously, we had the same thing with Arsenal. Went three up, went 3-1. Uh, I think it was 3-1 at half time as well against Arsenal. And we were all fearing for the worst, to be honest. Um, you know, on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, it can't happen again. My phone was like, ping, ping, ping. It can't happen again, can't it? It can't happen again. And it's just, we just, it's... Um, it, we, well, you, you saw the Jekyll and Hyde of us, really. Um, we really are Jekyll and Hyde team. Yes, we've been, you know, for that first half, uh, yeah, we we blitzed you guys for the same as we did with Arsenal. Absolutely, like I've never seen us play. I've never seen Antonio play with so much aggression this season. You know, and it was almost like he knew that he was only going to get like 35, 40 minutes. That's what it was, felt like. But he was going to give it all in that thirty-five minutes until his hamstrings went. But um, and the new guys, fair play, sort of got into the game. And I mean, yes, Silver's goal was, was brilliant. Um, you know, I mean, both your yeah, goals. Silver's had a lot of criticism from the Wolves fans because he's only 18. They did pay 35 million for him. Um, when Raul was injured, he's sort of been pushed into the fire line. He's missed yeah. a few sitters. I missed a few sitters in the six yard box. But you could see the way he brought the ball down, the way he finished it. He does have something, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's only, he's only 18. Yeah, definitely. You can see you can see why they they, they invested that money in him because you know it's uh, yeah he had something he's got something about him. There's certain players, isn't it? When they when they're young, they start you know 
it's whether it's the way they move or the way they seem you said the way they, they touch and things like that and yeah he might miss a lot of shots but as long as he scores them eventually that's all that matters you know i mean you know we've got antonio christ how many shots antonio misses is ridiculous how many times i think we've hit the the post including yesterday i think we've hit it like 20 times this season more than anyone in the league and um and antonio's probably done about 15 of them so yeah <laughs> it's i mean you can see he's building for the future and he's going to be a, a class player going forward definitely that's for sure no absolutely and, I, and i've got to say mate i mean i mean we were we, we were talking weren't we because i went on your uh pre-match and we were talking about Declan Rice being out. And then I dropped in, oh, by the way, it looks like Matinho is going to be out. I was yeah. right with that. And yeah. then we hear just before kickoff that Johnny Otto, who just come back from an ACL, he's played seven or eight games, has got injured in a, 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 a tackle uh, yeah. and, uh, in training the day before. He's out with an ACL again, the same leg. And then Willie Bolly, who's our best defender at centre-back, he's had to uh, go into restrictions because of COVID. So three players out. Nuno goes with uh, a back four with Cody and Saïs. Let's face it, they're both actually naturally defenders playing Mm. midfield, do really well in a back three. And I thought that we got absolutely ripped apart in the first 30-odd minutes. Although I thought we were very positive going forward, we looked dangerous at the back. I mean, that first goal, the Lingard goal, it was like a hot knife through butter. And the run yeah. that Antonio made and Cody went with it, just created that space. And, and Lingard, the way he's playing at the moment for West Ham this season, he finished that so, so well. But West Ham were quite clever when Wolves were attacking early on in the um, in the game. They took a couple of yellows, both central defenders. Yeah. Yeah. Wolves players weren't savvy enough to do that. And Lingard just walked through. It was too easy a goal, I thought. It was a really wide open game, wasn't it? I mean, as we, we both laughed at my at my channel the other day saying, oh, you know, your team's a bit depleted, our team's a bit depleted. It's going to be a bit of a boring nil-nil draw. How wrong were we, basically? Um, you know, and, and even Gary Neville said the same thing, didn't he, to be honest? Um, but for me, I think it, we, that's the most intense I've seen a start game for a long time. Um, probably, to be honest, probably since the last time we played at London Stadium, I think, it was literally from the off. There it, it was clearly a game plan to get at the back four um, and Antonio was rubbing his hands, weren't he? Because, he, I mean, he, he he did the same thing back at, um, back at London Stadium. There's that famous gif of him literally pushing off someone. I can't remember who it was, but he literally sort of bumped, you know, like bumped into someone. I, I, and just I'll tell off. you what, I'll tell you what, he, he is, every time he's played against us, Antonio... He's sort of bullied us. Um, yeah. He's so strong. He's clever. You know, and I mean, Lee H has got a point on here on the in the chat, mate. He says, I think the game changed when Antonio yeah. went off. Yeah, it gave yeah. us a chance. If he'd have stayed on the pitch, I think he would have hammered us. I mean, I, I must admit, I was glad when he went off. And I thought we yeah. looked a lot more secure, um, confident defensively when we went off. I mean, I don't know what, what whether you felt the same. It sort of changed a little bit that momentum although yeah, you scored a third just after we did but i think we had uh, uh, yeah but i think with with the, the antonio going off particularly it made a big difference for the team um because he was like firing all cylinders and everyone was going this is like antonio back to his best you know uh we thought he'd had a good break and whatnot but yeah once once he went off it the game changed because then jesse was almost playing like as a 
as the the most forward, and Bowen ended up moving back to the right. We ended up playing almost five across the midfield. You know, it didn't have the same dynamism, the same sort of, and that's what that's basically what we do. We we contain people and then just hit them on the on the counter attack with pace. And yeah, it, it's a complete change of game in my opinion. And um, and then with the goal, um, you know, it's like oh. It, it, heads were dropping. You could tell. I tell you. I tell you what. I was saying because we had um, had Paul um, on, who's a halftime fan on my watch along yesterday. I was chatting, um, and and I was saying in the, in the stream at the back of every West Ham player's head, and probably every West Ham fan's head, yeah. is going to be that Arsenal result when yeah. Wolves got the first goal back just before halftime. It would just put that inkling of panic and yeah. doubt, and then when the second one went in. I can imagine you're sitting there going, oh my God, it's going to happen yeah. to us again. Yeah, t- totally. And that, that's basically how the last 15, 20 minutes, that's how we were all watching it behind the sofa. Like um, that. Yeah, Literally. like proper like that. And it was, and and I was, I've been talking to a lot of people today actually about it and, and they were all feeling the same, you know, whether they're fans, ex-pros, you know, we've been, we've been talking to quite a few today randomly and they were all sort of saying, oh my God, my heart's just about come back down now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was nervy times. I thought times. we managed the game really well, to be honest, towards the last 20 minutes. I thought when we scored after 68 minutes, 22 minutes plus added time, I thought we'd create hopefully a bit more urgency. I don't think we moved the ball fast enough. I thought you, especially the last five to 10 minutes, I thought you managed yeah. the game really yeah. well. We, we never really got any real pressure, like that real panic at the back. And mm. we didn't quite, when we got the second, I just, it just sort of seemed to filter out for me, just sort of yeah. filter out. I think by taking off Masuaka and bringing on Ben Johnson, more of a defensive-minded wing-back, rather than Masuaka, who's more attacking, not really known for his defending. That was almost like a, not a shut-up-shop type job, but um, if we had Declan Rice playing, Mark Noble would have come on around that time as well and yeah. just taken off Jesse and just shore up the defence. Not put on Ben Rama. That was that's one I didn't understand. You know, taking off four nows and bringing on Ben Rama. I did not get that one at all, but hey-ho, in more we trust. So um, I can see sort of his, his sort of feeling in terms of, you know, if there's a ball going out, he could chase it and stuff. But still, it was, uh, you know, we're trying to hold this one this one goal, you know, cushion and we, we bring on someone who gives the ball away quite a lot, Ben Rama does. So, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was one of those games where, you know, another day we could have easily lost that game. The West Ham of old have lost that game. We would have lost that yeah, game. Well, that's what's different from this year. It feels yeah. a little bit like, well, I mean, Wolves... I mean, we've got this crazy record this year. I think we've scored once, and that was against Leeds, mm. first in the last 20 games. Yeah. Literally. And, like, you can't keep giving teams a start, especially a team like West Ham, a three-goal start, mm. um, a team that's having a fantastic season. Let's face it, you're now sitting in dreamland at the moment in a Champions League position. Could you have even imagined that at the start of the season? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, we, you know, 16th would have done us, you know, like 16th or or 15th by, by this time, you know, would do me fine. But nothing more in terms of, uh, I mean, even by my assumption, by my sort of looking through things, I mean, David Moyes, for example, David Moyes has got a, apparently a clause in his contract. If we are 13th at the end of the season, it gets automatically renewed which he sort of mentioned a few in a few interviews back. 
that that's the assumption to me that, that that's where the board realistically saw us finishing this season 13th you know so no, crazy and i mean so I, now, I really i really hope that you do get europe i mean as a wolves fan um you know we got europe um last year obviously got curtailed you know to the, the latter stages in terms of the fans being able to go barcelona turin yeah. you know porto braga istanbul went to all of these places and i really hope that if you do make europe you have the chance to enjoy uh, going. I mean, I can't remember the last time West Ham were in Europe. You probably can. Yeah, it was the. Uh, we, it's when, uh, yeah, it was actually recent, reasonably recently. It's when we moved from uh, Upton uh, Park to the London Stadium. So that that first season, the first game technically was a Europa League qualifier. We never. I don't. We didn't win. Um, <laughs> we never do. when We get to the qualifiers. Um, but yeah, it was not 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 a decent run. We haven't had a decent run for a long time. Probably, probably the uh, early two thousands. We won the Intertoto Cup. Um, do you remember the Intertoto Cup? We won the Intertoto Cup. Yeah, and I think we got round to like the second or third round. I think in the in the league in the Europa League. I think we played Stenar Bucharest and lost. But that was it. So yeah, it's it, we we do a little a little European tour. That's that'd be nice. Whatever we do. And uh, before we get on to uh, Jim, who's making his debut from Telford Wolves tonight, mate, what have you made of Wolves uh, this season and what do you expect? There's a few Wolves fans that are getting a little bit stressed about getting dragged into relegation uh, battle again. What what would you say? Nothing. No, as a seasoned relegation fan, no problem. No worries at all. No worries at all. You know, there's there's a lot worse teams than Wolves, and I just think you and you know, I and although the the league table at this time doesn't really lie, you are in a false position in my. You know, I mean, that second half, I think you played played a lot better than I've seen you play for other games. I mean, obviously, I don't watch all the games, so I don't necessarily. I'm not on a you know fair fair assumption, but I think there's nothing to worry about. I really don't, man. A question for you here. That, yep. uh, mate, Merv Bennett wants to know, why do West Ham Falls, some fans from West Ham call the old Upton, the old ground Upton Park and others yeah. the bowling ground? That's well, the question. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, it's it's called the bowling ground. So the postcode was, so the address was the bowling ground, named after famously Anne Bowling. Um, yeah. That's why you had the castle in the thing. It was it, Apparently it was nearby there. But the area is called Upton Park. So that's right. Where- so it's that's the reason that split. What 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 do you call it? I've always called it the bowling ground, but that's just me. Some people have always called Upton Park. You know, it's it, have, it, it seems called West Ham. We we live in, we, it was in East Ham, so there we go. You know, it's like this is what it is. Yeah, no, it's it's absolute madness, uh, mate. Absolute pleasure to have you uh, Cheers, have Bob. you join us, and um, hopefully we can. Uh, We'll get that eleven thing done at some some point. Uh, but it's great to have you have you welcome you on tonight, and we do want to say wish you uh, all the best for the rest of the season, mate. It's a good old club and uh, you're having a fantastic season after having a couple of really bad seasons. And as a West Ham fan, like you say, Wolves have not had the best of seasons this year, but you've been through it and look at the season that you're having this year. So I'm feeling positive about Wolves for next season anyway. Definitely. Definitely. I think just ride this season out, do what Southampton's done, put your feet up, don't worry too much and then just carry it and then start again for the summer. Absolutely. Give yourself a rest. Have, have a pre-season for once. 
Yeah, well, that would be nice. We had a three-day pre-season uh, at the end of last season, the longest uh, the longest season ever, I think. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, absolutely brilliant. We've got Jedi says all, all the best to you as well. Cheers, Jed. And Didius uh, saying best to West Ham this season. You're all doing great. We've got some lo- lovely people on the channel, who, you know, and it's really appreciated that you've uh, you've come on to talk about it tonight, mate. So thank no you. Worries, Bob. No worries at all, mate. All right, cheers. And check out, tell everyone your channel before you go. My Hammers 11. Oh, you've got the merch. My Hammers 11. Check it out. There's loads of, we, we interview loads of ex-players. So, you know, the, the Kevin Keens of this world and people like that who have played for Wolves. Obviously, they play, you can watch them talk about West Ham. <laughs> about Wolves, but talk about West Ham. <laughs> so, and, and Ray Winston and loads of famous people as well. So, check it out, man. It's all All good right, fun. brilliant, mate. Lovely. All the best to you, buddy. Cheers, mate. Take care, bud. Take care, mate. Bye. I'll keep waving. Uh, absolutely fantastic. What a lovely bloke uh, Russ is. He really is a top chap. Um, as I say, he does a lot of the announcing down at West Ham himself. And, um, you know, he's got a damn good mic as well that he's got. I mean, might need to get one of his mics, I think, as well. But brilliant. So I am delighted, actually. We're going to have a first-time caller waiting patiently. Um, and it is Jim from... Telford Wolves. Hello, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love the channel. Oh, I appreciate that, Jim. And, and thank you for coming and making your debut tonight. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about Telford Wolves before we get cracking? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I sort of like with work and family commitments, I've sort of uh, go to quite, you know, I go to every home game, but, um, you know, with the the away games, probably, you know, a few a season sort of thing. But, um, yeah, they're always uh, good people, Telford Wolves, and, uh, you know, look after you, and it's a great day out sort of thing, you know. No, um, that's it. And you're, it's one of the oldest groups, isn't it? Yeah, I think, is it London Wolves that are the oldest? I think it might be, yeah. It's, it's one of the oldest and everything. So, Jim, you're making your debut. Um, let's give us initially, let's uh, hear your... Uh, overall opinion, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Let's. Make, I want you to make your points on the game from last night. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, like from a football point of view, I think it's refreshing to see uh, Lingard, you know, playing as well as he is. Obviously, you know, getting a chance for England. Obviously, a bit disappointed he scored against us. But a lot of players these days, Premier League, will think, well, I'll stay at you know a big club and not play and get paid and. It's nice to see a player like him who wants to play and that desire there. So, from a football point of view, that's that's refreshing to see, first of all. Um, I mean, as, as regards the game, I just think the first, like you say, 20, 30 minutes, Antonio, uh, Lingard, they just completely destroyed us, didn't they, really? that Their, their movement was uh, that good. Um, and I think with our defence, um, I think we're OK when we've got Johnny... Bolly, Cody, you know, and Semedo. Uh, but when it changes, uh, I think for a few years now, we've been fortunate in not having that many injuries, but we've finally been found out a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Do you think depth. that's got a lot to do with the um, the lack of a pre-season, Jim? Um, well, I think basically um, we kind of, we've overachieved, I think, a little bit for a while. Um, everybody's expectations was, you know, really high. Um, you know, at one at one stage, we're even talking about chance of like finishing top four and Champions League, and it kind of I think it's sort of when we reached the point where we played severe in the uh, Europa League, we gave it everything, didn't we? Then we just missed out on the Europa League that season, and 
since then, it's, it's, there's been like an air of feeling deflated a little bit. You know, mm. they gave so much, didn't they, for those seasons? Oh, they gave everything. I mean, and it was the longest like, season ever. And it was just like with Jota going, losing. It's just been a, more of a downward spiral, hasn't it, this season? You know, but um, <clears throat> I think um, just commenting a little bit about the defence. I mean, I think Aitnori, he's very good going forward. But I think defensively, he's not, he's not that great, really. Um, I think as well, you can just tell, can't you, when Bolly's not there. I mean, Cody, he's a fantastic leader and he's, his leadership qualities are brilliant. Um, his distribution of the ball is, is amazing. But I think when he comes up against very powerful quick forwards, he struggles. I mean... Oh, do you know what, Jim? I'm, I'm absolutely, totally... 100% agree with that sentiment, exactly what you say there. The likes of Antonio, he, he he struggles every time against him. Yeah, I remember we had a game, I think when we lost 5-2 to Chelsea, it would have been quite a while ago, and I remember Tammy Abraham, um, you know, sort of uh, Cody struggling with that sort of player then. And I think that was that game, Bolly didn't play as well. He's all right when Bolly's there, because he can Bolly can mop up. And he's got that presence, and then Cody can express himself. When you've got Sace there, um, you know it's it's not kind of the same. You know it affects Cody's performance, and I think the whole defence really sort of struggles. Um, you know the first sort of half an hour. I mean a few positives from the game. I think it was refreshing to see uh, Den Donker playing in his natural position. Um, he made that good run, didn't he, into the box for the cross, that late run, which we've seen him done done many, many times. It was a good header. Good to see him get that goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this business of playing him sort of in defence, I'm not so sure about that. I think in midfield is his position. Uh, I thought Neves had a good game. And I think you mentioned earlier that run that Traore did. Oh, um, yeah. I mean... He'll do something like that, and a lot of fans will still criticise him. But you, you've got to kind of give commendation to that, really, haven't you? you uh, mate, I'll tell you what, when he picked that ball up, it felt to me, and I don't know whether it felt like to you, he was, it was like he was peed off, fed up, angry, and he just sort of took the ball on his, it's all like, I'm on his own, I'm going to make something happen. And he, he took it from the edge of our own area, and he literally went past three or four players. He jumped two tackles that were trying to bring him down and stop him. And then he, and then they caught up as he slowed down looking for what to do. And then he went past them again. And the cross that he delivered, I mean, it was, I mean, that, that is what we want from Traore. That's what he can do. And that's why people get so frustrated. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's always going to be that frustrating element to his game where he, you know, he'll fall over and he'll, he'll slip and, you know, lose the ball, but you know, look at you. Sometimes you got to look, giving commendation when he does do good things. You know what I mean? I think more of quick to jump, jump on the bandwagon and criticise with him. You know, so uh, and I think uh, it's been touched on as well about Fabio Silva's finish. Um, I think, I mean, looking at it, that was a hard goal to score. That was oh, yeah. Fabio, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you might just think, you know. Uh, if you haven't played football, though, he just put it in the corner. But the angle and the speed he was running, it was a very good finish that was to actually get it. I thought the way he brought it down was yeah. under control as well. And yeah. to be honest, it was the only place he could have scored it because the keeper had most of that goal because the angle covered. 
and to beat the keeper and get it inside the post, it had to be quite an accurate shot. The, the, the frustrating thing with Fabio, he's had so he's had easier chances and missed. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> and then he scores a goal like that. I, th I think he's a sort of player that um, you know once he's got a couple of goals and now hopefully going forward, he, you know he's, he's going to be like a real threat. I mean, it is a lot that we've paid for him. But yeah, we obviously, can see the potential with him, can't they? Um, I'm a little bit concerned now because I, I think when you when, when you have a lost, I'm starting to count the points between the bottom three and where we are, and it, it is a little bit. I don't think we will get relegated. But I think now's not the time to go on. You know, when we go on these long runs where we don't get anything. Uh, well, we haven't got much out of the last five games, have we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I there's mean, a lot of people on social, as you probably think, uh, and they've left comments on my, uh, my reaction and the watch-along, panicking about getting drawn into a relegation position. But when you actually look at the table at the moment, we are nine points. That's three wins. Fulham have only got seven games left from Fulham. Fulham have played one more game than us. Yet, if we lose to Fulham on Friday, and let's face it, the, way, the Fulham are fighting for it, it's possible that we could yeah. lose to them. We'd still be six points clear with a game in hand, and we've yeah. got a good one of fixtures. I think we only need one win. Yeah. Jim, I don't know what you think. I think one win, yeah. and I think we're, we're safe. I think we've got enough like there to, to, to be, I mean, to be comfortable. Uh, but the thing is, you always think back to that time where, you know, when West Brom passed us by and the, the gap points that, that, that were 18 points on it or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, we don't want to kind of be too complacent. Fulham, I don't think are uh, that much of a poor side personally. I think they're a better side than Sheffield and West Brom. And I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, I think it's just important we don't lose the game. You know you know what I mean? Jim, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. That's what I've been saying. If we don't lose the game, the gap stays at nine points. We've still got a game in hand. They've only got six matches left. It would be virtually impossible from that position. Lose the game and you, you can see there's going to be a... A Twitter meltdown for for one. Um, you can see it coming, can't you? But I think as long as we don't lose, I think I think the other thing you saw Fulham when they played Aston Villa at the weekend. Villa having a, a decent season. They were one nil up until ten minutes, and then they capitulated. And that's where they're vulnerable. We've got to get we've got to get on the front foot from the off because if we let them dominate and get on top and get in front, it's going to be hard again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. There must be some sort of. Uh, I think people of teams and managers have sussed us out a little bit, and that was why uh, Nuno has tried to adopt a little bit of a different sort of system. Um, but I mean, you seem to see now where teams will just come and attack us the first ten minutes. I was thinking about the Arsenal game. Yeah, I don't know how on earth we won that game. And well, we, we should have been four 0 down by the time we scored. Yeah, you know, and it's just like a lot of teams now are kind of noticing that, you know. Sort of attack them the first ten minutes, get on top, and then you know you're chasing the game. If you're giving two or three goals away, and uh, they're sitting deep, and it's hard. To, they're just putting two men on Neto or two men on Traore. Um, I think it's a good idea when they swap wings. Quite a clever yeah. idea, you know. Yeah. Sometimes then the fullback doesn't know who they're marking. So I think I think that's quite a good idea. And if you think of Neto sort of cutting in with his left foot from the right flank. You know, I think it is a, quite a good idea that Nuno's employed. But um, that yeah. has had success, hasn't it? That that tactic, it has had success. Yeah, I don't know what you think about Gary Neville's comments, just with regard to um, 
you know, saying about sometimes when you evolve as a team, you have to uh, go through a period of pain. You know what? I've been, I've been kind of saying that in life generally. I mean, sometimes you have to take a step back to move forward. And I'm of the view, and I don't know whether you would, I'm of the view that with everything that's happened this year, I mean, we can make lots of excuses injuries, the season having no pre season, the lack of fans, I think, has affected Wolves uh, more than some other terms, I think it's actually worked in favour for the likes of West Ham, actually, the, having no fans there. Um, but I do think sometimes you go through a bad period and you have to go through the pain and then you do come out stronger on the other side. And my view is that for everything that's happened this season, I think we'll be stronger for it as long as, long as we have a good summer transfer window and we keep hold of our key players and we bring in quality reinforcements such as a quality centre-back. We've still got the same central defensive uh, people in there and players that we did have in the Championship. We need yeah. someone. If we're going to play a back four, I don't think I don't know whether you agree, I don't think Cody alongside Bolly is the answer in a back four. I think we need another person, a new person, to, if we're going to play a back four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the last transfer window, I mean, if someone has said to you, at the start of the season, you're going to lose Shot or lose Raul, uh, lose Johnny and lose Doherty. You'd be thinking, well, how are we going to cope? So I suppose given what we've lost, we haven't done that badly. But the only thing that concerns me is, um, you know, I mean, you look at teams like Leicester, they will sell their better players and they will replace them with like current players that can play and fill their gap now. Whereas sometimes with us, we'll sell, sell our players you know, and replace them, maybe buy them for the future and we'll loan them out. And I think you end up with a thin squad then. I think we kind of need to be buying players that can kind of play now. You know, if you sell Jota, you want someone to come in that's going to kind of fill his boots and do well. And I know it's a, there's no guarantees, but I think generally, um, you know, it's just with COVID as well, not so sure how much money's going to be about. I mean, we see a lot more loan deals do, done now, don't we? Well, I think the summer, I mean, you've got people thinking that maybe we're going to spend a, a whole load of money in the summer. I can't see that happening with the with the finances and the pandemic. I think you might see as Wolves have used successfully a loan to buy. Um, I mean, where are you on the William Jose, Rafamir, Fabio Silva fence? Um, I mean, I'm more, I can appreciate watching uh, William Jose, what he actually does do. Um, I mean, you do. It could do with him scoring some more goals, but he, 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 the way he brings other players into play, holds the ball up. I think he's a very good player. Uh, I'm not sure he's the, the answer to our problems. Him being a replacement for Raul. I mean, I, I think it'd be interesting to sort of see how would he play with Raul. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, Fabio Silva for the amount we're paying. I'd like him to sort of uh, obviously stay. Rafa Mer. I'm not so sure. I think Scott said earlier, you know, coming back to the Premier League, it is different. And do you want to kind of be playing somebody that is a risk and has got to gel and fit in? Um, you know, so uh, it might be a case of having a look at, you know, players that Porto and Benfica have got, you know, half decent. But it's, it's risky, really, because you can pay a lot of money and you might not always get, uh, you know, what, you, what you're paying for. So... 
Well, that's it. I, I think you've got you might you hit a good point there when I just a few minutes ago when you were talking, Jim. I think Wolves do like to bring in the younger players like Bettina and Pedro Neto and you know, we've got Fabio Silva, which are all brought in because they've got potential, the value should increase, uh, they can cope them and get better and stronger. And that's worked well for us. But I think this window coming up, like you said, I think we've got to forget about just bringing people in for the future. We've got to bring in players that are going to strengthen the team straight away and come in, such as that defender. Where if In the summer, before we get on to your man of the match and your performance rating, in the summer, what would you like to see happen? Um, well, I mean, if players want to leave, there's no point trying to keep hold of them. But I hope that if we do, that we kind of uh, replace them. Um, you know, because I mean, you look at teams like, pains you to say, but Aston Villa, and they've kind of almost, uh, we were kind of mile streets ahead of, ahead of them about 18 months ago, and they kind of had a good transfer window. But yeah. And they're now almost at a level where they're probably as good as, if not better than we are. And it's just, it just goes to show in a transfer window. You've got to go about business right, haven't you? And I, I've, I think sometimes a, a midfielder that can kind of unlock a defence as to whether Pedence can fill that ro role, I'm not sure. But um, I thought he was impressive last night, the first half. I don't know what you think, Pedence. Yeah, he brings yeah. something different. Yeah, he's like a, like a mini Edin Hazard, in, in a sense. Sort of like you, I'd like to see him play behind the front two and unlock a defence. You know, so I, think I, yeah, I think that gives us a, an option of playing that, um, you know, that that with the, like the one person behind the front two, and he can and he can sort of be flexible and evolving. I think that could work. I think Pedence has got a big uh, a big part to play with Wolves for the hopefully the rest of the season and definitely next, as long as we can keep him fit. Uh, finally, just to finish off, Jim, um, your performance rating out of ten and your personal man of the match last night. I'm going to say six out of ten from the point of view that uh, although it was really bad the first half defending, there was some spirit there in trying to come back. Uh, man of the match, I actually thought Neves played really well with his sort of link-up play yeah. players. You know, uh, it'd be nice to see him sort of uh, score those screamers he used to used to score. We don't seem to see that these days. I was hoping he was going to get one of that the, the equaliser from a free kick last night. Yeah, he doesn't seem to do... I, I don't know, because he's got a different role in the Premier League of playing deeper, uh, but he doesn't seem to... His shooting used to be, like, really accurate, didn't it? And now it's kind of, you know, miles over the bar. He's not even testing the keeper a lot of the time. Exactly. We've got a nice comment here for you from uh, Craig Williams, mate. Some really good points, Jim. Top sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. Mate, absolute pleasure for making your debut. Literally tonight. Thank you for coming on. Uh, and feel free, free to message in again and come on in the future. And uh, I say really enjoyed uh, you coming on tonight, buddy. And uh, all the best to yourself and everyone over at Telford Wolves. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. Nice one. Enjoy the rest of your evening, mate. Take care. Right, mate. Sure, sure. Cheers, mate. So that was um, that was Jim, um, top bloke. Uh, talked a lot of sense. Great to have his make it make his debut on the channel uh, from the Telford Wolves Supporters Club. We've got three more guests to get on uh, the channel. Uh, next up, we're going to have our friend Statman. Then we've got another West Ham fan, as long as he gets his camera going, um, uh, Mohammed. And then finally, to finish us off tonight, we've got another debut, uh, top, top bloke, which is Andrew 
the weatherman. And I'm going to let, when we get to him, he can explain why he's got that nickname. But next up, we have the legend that is Statman Speedy. Hello, mate. Hello, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good to have you uh, joining us again. Before we get on to talking about the game, mate, um, how's Cody the dog? <clears throat> yeah, he's been to the vets today just to have his checkup, but he's good, thank you. Uh, how's your family and how's you, Dave? Uh, all good, mate. It was nice to uh, to actually go and visit some family at the weekend. Uh, I got yeah. to see my dad in person as well, as well. Quite a few people saying hello to you as well. Hello, Brilliant. So, that man, over to you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for letting me on the show. Uh, so, obviously, the result, unfortunately, was Wolves to West Ham 3. Uh, in total, Wolves had uh, 20 shots to West Ham's 9. Um, on target, Wolves had 5 um, to West Ham's 6. Uh, Wolves had the better of possession, which was 67% to 33%. Uh, passes completed for Wolverhampton Wanderers was 628, uh, for West Ham 322. Um, passing accuracy 87% for Wolves, uh, for West Ham uh, 74%. Fouls 9 for Wolves, 9 for West Ham. Um, yellow cards 1 for Wolves and 4 for West Ham. Um, no red cards, which is good. Um, offside, Wolves got caught off, uh, offside once um, and West Ham did. Once um, corners four for Wolves, two for West Ham, and there's the stats. Well, Lucy's straying straight off. There's loads of people saying hello, and great to have you with the stats. Lucy, the Golden Girl, says, "Wow, stat wise, uh, she, Wolves did reasonably well. Pretty good." Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I, I think. Oh, sorry, sorry, Dave. No, carry on. You were talking. Carry on. Uh, I think I think it was such a disappointing result because. Obviously, they went 3-0 down and I was so glad Fabio Silva got his goal um, because I think if you give him time, I think he will become a, a, such a great talent. Um, and when he scored the goal last night, I said to Mum, I guess that's like a Ralph Jimenez finish. As in, like he brought the ball down, he took his time and he obviously slotted the ball away in the bottom, cor the bottom corner, which was obviously brilliant. And for for an 18-year-old to have that composure and that awareness of how much time he's got to strike the ball, I just think it's brilliant. Um, and I just think, give him time and he will become the player that Nuno and obviously us Wolves fans want him to be. I think that makes a good point. I think Fabio is slowly starting to win over the fan base. What we have to yeah. remember is... It's not his fault, Fabio Silva, that he's got a £35 million price tag. That's not his fault. That's what Wolves have paid. But with a £35 million price tag comes expectation. When Raul Jimenez gets injured, he's thrown into the firing line. He snaps at a few chances. They've bought in William Jose. I mean, and Jose's done a job, you know. But you've seen when he's been coming on for the last 15 or 20 minutes, he does get in the positions. He got half an hour, he got full half last night. And, you know, he scored again. William Jose still yet to score a goal. Fabio's now got yeah. three goals. And it was a really good finish. The way he brought the ball down, the way he finished it uh, was absolutely fantastic. And he showed in that moment the class that he and the potential that he has. Yeah, I totally agree, Dave. Um, 
obviously, I know you're not answering, I know you're not questioning me on it, but obviously, you said all the talk is not about who would you have starting for Fulham. Um, sorry to sorry to obviously answer your question that you're not even questioning me on yet. Yeah, um, no, carry on. Well, I would ask you, so yeah. Oh, sorry, Dev, I do apologize, mate. Um, I'd no, start silver. Carry on. Um, I'd start silver to be honest with you. Um, because I think the thing is with Jose, I think once he gets his first goal, I think he'll start to be more confident. It's a bit like you know, when you've not done something before, like I'd have a blood test the other week. I know it's not the same as playing football, but when, when you've not done something before, um, you're like in the unknown and you, you start, you know what I mean? Like with my blood test, I was like, what, what's going to happen? If you know what I mean? And I've had my blood test. Um, I'm absolutely fine. Um, you know what I mean? And I think with, I think it's just this... Jose just needs to score his goal and he'll start to score more goals or he'll start to get more assists. It's just that he just needs to score his first goal. Like Fabio against Burnley, he got his goal. And all of a sudden, look at him now. The confidence... He's, he's, he's think, confident. I think, I think the, 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 uh, the point that you make there, uh, Speedy, I think that's a very well uh, put across point. Um, I think any striker... The longer they go without scoring, the more tense they get. And when they get that goal, yeah. even if it comes off his backside, it's a relief. And then hopefully you'll see yeah. him loosen up and start scoring the goals. Um, yeah. And I think it's just he, he hasn't got that first goal. He had a chance last night, didn't he? Just before, uh, obviously, yeah. the keeper saved it. And I think he snatched at it. Whereas yeah. maybe if he'd have had a goal or two, he would have been a bit more composed and he would have buried it. I mean, yeah. Neto should have probably followed up, followed up and buried it after that, and he managed to miss. But unfortunately, we got the goal just after. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts, um, like? What would you change for the Fulham game? Um, obviously, like you say, I just want to pay my respects to Johnny Otto as well, um, because obviously, to have two, well, to have one um, ACL um, injury is devastating, but to have another one, it's just devastating because he's such a great player and. Uh, Obviously, our wishes do go to him to have a speedy recovery. Um, and obviously, Martino as well. Um, to be honest with you, I, like, I do. I, every time Den Donker plays in midfield, I, I do I do really like him. Um, and it, I, I hate to say it, but it's just typical Wolves. Like, one half they play not so good, but the next half they play exceptional. Like, the second half, was, I, I absolutely loved it. I said to Mum, I love watching Wolves when they play like this. And unfortunately, you Football isn't going to be simple where you, you have all the ball or you score all the goals, if you know what I mean. Um, absolutely but, right, mate. Absolutely I'm right. I'm devastated for Nuno. Sorry to interrupt, David. I do apologise. Um, because, he, like Scott said, he's the best He's the best thing that's ever going to happen to Wolves, in my opinion. He's such a great manager. And it's just so sad because, he, he, if you know what I mean, he's trying his hardest to get this team playing well, which has been playing well. But... I said to my mum just before I come on here, I said the coronavirus pandemic has helped teams in like other teams that have had a great season. I, I don't mean it's helped teams. I mean, it's like other teams have had great seasons without fans. But you can you can obviously see a lot of teams are missing their fans. And if you asked all the football clubs in the Premier League, the EFL, would you want your fans back? They're going to go, yes, please get them back, if you know what I mean. Because fans do make a difference. Well, hopefully... Fingers crossed, mate, that won't be too long coming. I mean, there's a chance, isn't there, looking possible, if everything goes well, we might see fans back in the stadium for the last but, match of the season, which is against uh, Penchester United, of course. And, um, and and hopefully we can get back to having a full Molyneux uh, next year. I think you're definitely right. I think, uh, 
You know, I think it's affected teams like Wolves and Sheffield United and a few other teams more than, say, and other teams it's kind of benefited. And I think West Ham fans probably would say that it's probably benefited them. And we're going to ask uh, Mohammed in a minute what he thinks on that. But to finish up on, uh, mate, what's your uh, performance rating and your man of the match? Um, first half rating was a five. It would have been a four, but because obviously um, we scored, um, it went up to a five. Second half was a seven. Um, like I say, I really enjoyed watching it. It was positive football. Uh, man of the match was Den Donker. Um, he played very well for me. Uh, and he, he, I think he's underrated. Um, for me, he's such a great talent. Um, and I, I said, uh, another point I want to make is just focus on next season. I think most Wolves fans, like yourself, or I don't know if you're thinking the same, but just focus on next season because we've had such an, un- an unfortunate season with injuries, uh, no fans there as well, like most teams. It's just, if you know what I mean, once we try and get back to normal as possible, as in get the fans back, get the players back, hopefully get a couple of players in in the summer. And then just see where just see where we finish. But I think we'll be a lot better, definitely. I'm, I'm very positive. I'm very confident. I'm feeling positive about it. about it as well, mate. And um, I think we just need to uh, get that that one more win, um, get to the end of the season, forget this season ever happened, <laughs> reset and uh, yeah. go again. And um, just uh, want to just um, everyone's going to be happy now and they're going to get off my back uh, because we do have some good news. Uh, that I need to share with you, but I'm going to change the background a little bit. Is it Amen? Mate, I'm going to change the background. <laughs> Look who's here. Here she Everyone. Is. Here she is. Hello. Hello. Hello, Amy. Hello, UK. Yes, yes Amy. I've been. I've had everyone. Where's Amy? Where's Amy? I did tell them at the beginning that you got your training. How's your training gone? I mean, it's so cold outside. It snowed. <laughs> and it's freezing tonight. Uh, yeah, I know. It's so cold. I'm like, literally, like, get me in that bath is what needs to happen. So, but hello, everyone. Sorry. I'm late. Better late than, better late than never. I mean, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> no, no, but look all like fit your ear. Has Dave managed to cope okay without me? That's the question. Uh, well. Yes, I would say he has. And uh, just uh, we, all, <laughs> we, we, we have missed you, Amy. It's not been the same about you, but Dave, <laughs> you, you two are a good, great duo. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm on my phone. I'm not even set up properly. So I'm but you're here. That's, that's the main thing. You've yeah. missed all the stats oh. from Statman. We had Ghostman on tonight, and we could see him. Well, he had oh. one candle. He had one, ga- we had one candle. <laughs> he still was quite faint. Um, he's, he look, he's here now. He's there. He is. Um, oh, hi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers, hello as well. They're all saying hello to you. But uh, he came on. We had um, Rush. He was a West Ham fan. He's the announcer at West Ham. The actual Tannoy oh, announcer. So oh. yeah, so brilliant. But uh, Statman, thank you very much for your, um, no your contribution. And we got. We have no actually worries. got a West Ham. We've got two more guests, Amy. And we've got Mohammed, who's on next, is a West Ham fan. And then we've got a new a, a new debutant as well. Andrew, the weatherman, is coming on last. So, Fantastic. Speedy, thanks for joining us again tonight, mate. No See you later, you two. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yes. Bye. See you Bye. soon. Right then. So, we've got Mohammed coming on next. Mohammed, um, is a West Ham fan. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. 
Thank you, Dave. Take it away. Hey, mate, how go. are you? Oh, yeah, we're good, yeah, thank how are you. you. I mean, we're obviously I, I just want to say... Great. Yeah, go on. Just last night was a bit of a disappointing from a Wolves fan perspective, but um, but yeah, other than that, we are all good. All good. How are you? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but you gave everything. I I could see it because I, I was telling Dave in the comments after a preview that you gave everything. You tried your best and stuff. Yeah, it's just a it's a shame the defense didn't turn up, but you know we can't get everything, can we? So yeah, but, but I'm you... saying you know you said you're missing. Yeah, we're missing players. So we really want Declan Rice back, and same as you know Ogbono. Because uh, without uh, Ogbono, uh, we need Ogbono and Rice back. That's where we're missing. Yeah, I mean you you seem to be playing pretty well though. <laughs> You've only Declan Rice only be out for one game, hasn't he? <laughs> you seem to be quite coping quite well no, with last night. <laughs> no, we need Ogbono. That's why Ogbono back fast. Oggy. Yeah. Are you doing all right, though? No, reason I'm saying right. this. No, but the reason I'm saying this, if you if you see that guy, do you remember that guy Diop you saw yesterday, Dave? Yeah. We, we don't trust him. He always gives the ball. He always gives the ball away. I don't mind Dawson, but I, I like Dawson. Okay, and who was your West Ham man of the match tonight? And your performance rating for West Ham? And what do you think about Wolves for the rest of the season before we get on to Andrew? Uh, I didn't expect it. I think we were, like Russ said, we were, I think we're going to finish about uh, 13th to highest. But I think overall, a seven. A seven. Fair play. Yeah, and I think, and I think my man of the match. I can't decide this, but I'm on. I'm gonna go for two, if you don't mind. Yeah, carry on. Uh, for Thomas Soch, you know the the check the check the midfielder. Defender. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesse Lingard. Yeah, they're my two. He had a great game, Lingard, didn't you think, Amy? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's had a new lease of life. I'm a big Lingard fan anyway when he plays for England, so it was quite frustrating to see him play so well last night against Wolves. <laughs> but I do um, like Jesse Lingard. <laughs> oh, also, also, Thomas Sochek. Okay. Yeah. Have you got anything else to add before we move on, mate? Yeah, I'd just like to say thank you. And do you guys like um, Doctor Who, for example? Who? Doctor Who? Uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, I look, yeah, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Who's your favourite Doctor? Uh, Dave Tennant. But let me tell you something, Dave. Yeah. You know, you know where the Berlin. Have you ever been to the Berlin before, Upton Park? Um, back in the day. You know, there's a Doctor Who shop right next to it. There's a what? There's a Doctor Who shop. Oh, right, is that? Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's called Who Shop. Patrick Moran says his favourite's John Pertwee, but my favourite is also David Tennant. Thought oh, he was I a good... him, but you see, I'm a 90s kid, so I have to go with David Tennant. 
Yeah, I've got that. That's that's kind of where I'm at as well. You see, so that's cool. But yeah, I do love my Doctor Who, and yes. um, and uh, we do wish you and the West Ham faithful all the best for the rest of the season, mate. And listen, I want you to beat Fulham. I hate. I so want much. us to beat them. Fulham. <laughs> I, we all want to beat Fulham as well. Yeah, the bit of rivalry there is in the West Ham and Fulham. So, what you? I bet you'd like to see Fulham go down then. Yeah, I would like to take some of their players. That's fair. Who would you have from Fulham before we finish? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to catch you because I have to go make dinner now. So it's <laughs> nice talking to you. Right. What are you, you, you having for dinner? <laughs> Call for yourself, mate. Okay, yeah, speak, care, to mate. speak to you next year. Cheers. Bye. Up the Wolves from the West Thanks, mate. Well, Amy, we will come on to talk to you to finish off the show uh, about your opinions on the show before we get to the end, so everyone can hear your take on everything. But our last guest tonight, Amy, uh, is a debut. We've also had a debut on tonight from Jim from Telford Wolves, who's been on as well. I've had some great guests. Um, But we do have a debut waiting patiently. It is Andrew, the weatherman. Andrew, welcome. Hello. You okay? Yes, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. 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 Before we get started, and Amy's going to do the interview because she, uh, she's like, so she can take over for a bit so I could have a rest. Um, Andrew, the nickname, the weatherman, explain to everyone. Right. Being a for- weather forecaster was always the chartered dream. So I did all the degrees, et cetera, et cetera, went all the way through to the Met Office, became a forecaster, and then didn't work out. But I'm still fascinated by the weather. So, even today's weather. Yeah, can you explain today's weather? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's got the duck side. He's got a duck t shirt on. I have. Yeah, duck t shirt. Got some of my merchandise. Brilliant. What's. what's, How can you explain today's weather? The cold wind, the north. A north wind turned below and we should have snow. I mean, it was snowing earlier. So. Yeah, it's a bit of fog law. Go away. Sorry, my dad's missing the background. Oh. Um, <laughs> as bad as my dad. Yeah. So End of the, what... end of the day, sp- spring is a mixture of winter weather and summer weather. Yeah, I think we've just... It's all Sorry. taken us a bit, a bit by surprise, hasn't it? With, it has um, a bit. Yeah. How the weather was last week. So, yeah. but anyway, anyway, what did you think of last night's game? <laughs> I love the second. Yeah, love the second half. Hated the first half. I, was, I felt like Dave. He's just like, what is going on? You know, you can't give a three-nil lead and try and win a game. And no. It's very for me. It seems to be it's a preparation thing. If we haven't prepared. For a back four, we shouldn't play the back four. But I think last night Nuno was pushed into it because of the injuries. Yeah. So in effect, for Cody, yeah, it's putting a square peg Cody into a back four, and it doesn't really work. And if we did it against Fulham, Mitrovic is Mitrovic is going to go all over us again because seeing how he played in the internationals, he's he's strong like Antonio and got the header of or, or any best the head in the world. So, yeah. if we give him any chance to score, he will score. Yeah, I did. I do think um, 
that the back four wasn't planned. I think that came in uh, that with a, the bolly absence, I think, and the like, yeah. lack of Matinho in midfield. I think they felt like they couldn't play the back three potentially. I don't know. It just seemed a bit. I mean, they just didn't didn't come out, did they? The first half now, no. same old story. But the defense, God even knows what the, where the defense was for the first thirty minutes. I don't <laughs> think they knew themselves. Um, it's not hard to just go I mean you take one for the yeah. team you get tackled don't you Dendonka should have yeah. tackled Lingard and even if you got a yellow for it then yeah and that's could, exactly so. what their defenders did the first half yeah so, so I think it was very frustrating but then you know there was a few shots that Wolves should have scored yeah themselves so that's we, typical we, Wolves I know I think I'm just ready for this season to be over. I can't wait for it to be over yeah. now. <laughs> and, and, again, and again, as you said, it all comes back to preparation. The pre-season hasn't worked because only have three days. And since then, we've been trying to catch up, catch up, catch up, catch up. Yeah. So, and I, and think, just can't. And it, I mean, you'd be a bit more concerned. I think Dave said it before that you'd be a bit more concerned if things had been going well. They hadn't got injuries and all of this debacle that they've been yeah. forced with and like obviously COVID's obviously had an impact on everything as well so there's a lot of um yeah there's a lot of I think you can you can feel a bit better about it because there are ex- there are circumstantial um surroundings by it it's not just yeah the fact but yeah it was frustrating yeah. I I'm, don't usually get annoyed at games but I was annoyed last night because the defense was just awful like yeah. It was they like sheep not. at times. Were you screaming at the telly? I didn't get that far. It was just maybe a bit like, oh, God's sake, and <sighs> that's... And then, but then, you know, I think the positive, my positive, I know I'll talk in a moment, but Fabio Silva, I was literally so, so thrilled for that boy last night because he has had so much stick, wrongly, in my opinion, from a lot of people... And I think he is just every game he comes on, he's just looking more and more the part every single game. And that goal that he, it was a fantastic goal. And, you know, yeah. I don't know what your thoughts, Andrew, are on Jose. Do you think he's, you know, what are your thoughts on Jose? Jose is great with the holding play, but we've got nobody going around him. So it's always coming back rather than going forward again. So. Mm. Because some of the goals he scored abroad in Europe were like twist, shivel, smack, smack it into the goal. But we, he hasn't got that space in the Premier League. He's he been suspended. He nearly did that last night when he swivelled and he just skewed it right. That skewed was early it right, game, yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But he's not doing that consistently. Whereas Silva is now kind of seen to be doing more of a Raul style. And that's playing to our strengths. But unfortunately, yeah. if, if the back fours, back threes, or let's see, Got no chance of keeping a clean sheet, no. but at least, but at least it wasn't a three three nil loss last night. Because I think if it was, it would have been worse for us. I mean, I'm I I think I text Dave or I text someone after saying I actually felt like it was a bit of a win, really, because when it was three nil down, I thought Blumenek, it's going to be about six nil here. Yeah. So um, I think the fact that they managed to come back and uh, and uh, get. Get two goals, and this this first the Adama's run was unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm pleased he's got an assist. So, so yeah. So I think you know we just got to we have to beat Fulham. There is no airs yeah. and graces about it. That is a must win game now. Yeah, and it's 100%. the national it's the national press and media making us 
part of, of a relegation battle. I mean, saying, I, yeah. I, I still think we're okay. I think they've yeah. got enough points. I think there's three worst teams. <laughs> <laughs> but if they um, don't beat Fulham, then I will be maybe a little bit more concerned. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, hear, like, I'd like to hear Amy come no, on and have a rant. That would be pretty cool. Adam? I'd like to see you come on and have a rant after the game. That would be pretty good. No, no. Um, anyway, <laughs> to finish off, Andrew, who yeah. was your, what's your rating and man of the match? Rating about six. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because first off was just... Pff, get rid of it. And man of the match, probably Dendonka. He was on his best batch of him for a while. <laughs> and to get the header in was great. And then he just seemed to help with the midfield thereafter. So... I mean, I don't know if I can give it to Dendonka because he literally let Jesse Lingard... <laughs> like, yeah, but that was collective. <laughs> None of them went for it. was probably the one that wasn't off the mark for me, but fair enough. Yeah. He, did, yeah, he, did, he did have a good header. Yeah, as I said, it was like herding sheep with Lingard. Just, just, just sent him that way. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. And uh, mate, thanks for buying one of the, uh, the 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 t-shirts. If people do want to get it, show everyone, show everyone the t-shirt properly. And it, there you go with the duck. And it's go. a quality good. Of the oh, t-shirt. It's excellent. Yeah. And the yeah. Really good. Yeah. If everyone anyone wants to get one of those t-shirts, you just go on the uh, on the the store tab, and they come in all sorts of sizes and colours for young, old, blokes and and ladies. And I'm just glad. I'm just like i have just saw. Oh, you got one of my t-shirts. I'm chuffed with that. I did that design. Brilliant, mate. I'm so happy that you've managed to make your debut. I hope you've. Uh, thank you for waiting patiently till to the end. It's been but great you fun. Did thank get you. Amy on as well, so that's worth the wait. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And uh, hopefully you'll come on again. Hopefully. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks ever so much, mate. And we're going to just see, we're going to get out, just to finish off the uh, the show tonight, we're going to get Amy's point of view and take on things. So don't get going anywhere because Amy's going to give her view in a second. <laughs> to worth the wait. Bye. Bye. Let me just change the background so we look cool. So, yeah, Amy, we've had some great guests on tonight. And as I said, I did explain to everyone right at the top of the show um, that because, obviously, your time has changed a little bit back, it was difficult for you to get here for the start. But hopefully you will get here for the end. And you're as good as you were and you have done. So they've all waited patiently. Um, But let's hear your take on the game last night. Um, Very disappointing and frustrating. I just think, like, you... We're there, and me and my dad were like, because I thought they came out, and Jose had that shot, and you thought, oh, they've come out well. And then Jesse Lingard just scores after five minutes, and you just thought, here we go again. And then the commentators do the, well, Wolves haven't scored 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 first once in, like, 20 games or whatever against Leeds. And it's just all like, here we go again on the back foot. And... You, they just put them in positions where it makes it too hard to do anything or to to win, doesn't it? So I think that just becomes really frustrating. The defence, I do think the the sudden injuries, because there was a training video of Johnny late last week, so that must have been quite sudden. And the Bolly obviously only tested positive yesterday morning for COVID. So that's obviously going to throw the preparations out of the window. And you just felt like that was just there on the 
back foot from the start. I think, and then... I think the injury to Otto, it was the day before the game. The, 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 yeah, so it was mm. very late in the preparations uh, for the match. I mean, it's, it's, I'm heartbroken for him, are you? I'm really, I'm gutted, but I am trying to be positive about it and say that I'd rather it happen now when this season we've just got to stay up and beat the Albion. That's all I want for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. to get them 40 points quick and then that's it. So I'd rather it happen now than it happen in pre-season and then we go again because hopefully now he's got time to recover. But I just hope that they didn't bring him back too early and he's not because, you know, an, an ACL is just horrendous in just injury and for it twice. I just hope it's not anything more. He can recover from it. That's my worry. You hope it's not career-threatening, don't you? Because it's yeah, the same because it's um, the same thing again. So you don't want him to come back. And I thought... I just, it was just disappointing. I think that Bolly's presence is just missed so much in defence, and he's unfortunately been so injury prone. And obviously now COVID, and obviously if it's COVID, he's going to be out for two weeks, isn't he? So it was just a bit. I just felt a bit flat from it last night, to be honest. And I thought the there was lack of clinical edge up front. I think mm, I don't really get. Usually, quite. I felt quite negative about last night, which isn't usually me. You know I, what? Quite... I, I felt I, I felt positive in the way we tried to play uh, going forward. Obviously, it was calamitous defending. I thought when I thought it, I, I actually thought he could have ended up being five, six, or seven had Antonio not gone off. Yeah, uh, I thought that we looked more comfortable. I know they scored another goal, and I think you're damn right with what you were saying about the first and the third goal. You could have easily have just had an actually accidentally caught his foot or whatever and stopped him. The third yeah. goal, there's no excuse for five people round the ball and him running away from them. And no. then, I mean, I mean, and then Samedo as well let him play the ball in for the second goal. How many times have we seen Samedo do that? Where it's, just... it's seen it so it's happened too many times that he should never go in that position. My dad and me and my dad was saying, I think a big part of the difference is that Samedo is very much an attacking wing back, whereas Doherty was more defensive. And I think you get that balance with Johnny, is he's a lot more naturally a bit more of a defender, but has the ability to go forward. So I think that is probably one of the differences in play is the fact that Samedo just likes to attack more, which is therefore he struggles to get back because he's always pressing up the pitch. So I just, yeah, I was really frustrated at that. And like Jesse Lingard is probably arguably one of the best players in the Premier League at the moment. They should be prepared for that. And they weren't prepared for that. And that's what frustrated me, I think. We looked and a bit all over the place, didn't we, defensively? It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to think that they're Premier League players. It, what I did feel a bit embarrassed watching the first half hour last night. And then, and then you think, yeah, but then they made it hard for themselves, haven't they? Like, there's no way you're going to get comeback from 3-0 down. Well... You know, it has happened, but you know, not not regularly does it when you're that far that far back. So, so yeah. So I just think overall, it was just it was just a bit frustrating. Um, and now you think oh, they've got themselves in a position where they've got to beat Fulham because otherwise. Do you think so, Amy? Do you think? You, I was going to come pull you pull you up on this and ask you your points on it. You said when we were talking to Andrew, and you said it again there. We've got to beat Fulham. Do you think we've got to beat Fulham or? got not to lose to Fulham? We've got to beat Fulham because okay. you think... I think Fulham are going to stay up. 
I do. And you think that gap, it's, and it's a mental thing as well, isn't it? It's mentally, we've not won since, what What was the last game? Five games now? or something like that. Now. Five so, games or something. They can barely score. So it's just mentally, it's a bit like, I feel how we felt like going into that Arsenal game. And I think it's intensified because I think Fulham are the ones to look to escape the drop. And I don't think we'll go down, but I think we need that safety of beating Fulham. So, I've got a slightly different view to you on that, uh, and I'll explain to you my thought process and see whether you, you 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 think I've got a point or not. Fulham are nine points back from us. Yeah, they've they've played one game more than us as yeah. well, so they've only got seven games to go. I do feel that you're right that Fulham are really playing well. I think they blew it against Villa. If they'd have beat the Villa, won that Villa game, then I would have been a little bit more stressed. But my thought on it is, yeah, I want us to beat Fulham and I, I hope that we do. But if, if, as long as we don't lose to them, that nine-point gap is still there and they've only got six games to go there and we've got seven. Yeah. You know, I'm surely going to win at least one or two of them, you'd think. Um, that's why I say is it a must-not-lose rather than a must-win. I just think they need to start getting these points. They need to be comfortable, though, don't they? Like, we keep... Until we get that 40 points, we just need to get to the 40. And that's yeah. why I think I think we just need... I think that's why I'm saying more it's a must. We just don't want to be having these coming on and having these conversations where all the media are saying we might be called into a relegation battle. Like, it could still happen. Until you get to that, four, that sweet 40, it, I think it'll just bring... But, like, I do see your point. I don't... I think you can't lose it. I do see what you're saying. But for me... We, I think for to be comfortable, I think mentally, I think that West Ham game will have thrown them a bit last night. I think especially the first half will have thrown them and I think it, it'll just answer a few questions for them. And Fulham do have a player in there, a very much Antonio-type player in Mitrovic as well, of which, mm. I mean, uh, before we get on to uh, performance rating and whether you're going to give a man of the match, what would you change? I'm going to give him man a match. Yeah. What What would you change for the uh, the Fulham game, if anything? What would you do? Would you go back um, to? Would you play Kilman or would you? What would I you like? Do? I like Kilman. I'd rather see Kilman playing a back five, to be honest, because I just think they've not got without Bolly playing. I don't think you can play the back four. So I would rather that. I think they need to go to the back five. Um, I thought Eight Nori had quite a good game last night. I thought he did decent. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'd probably do that, and then I'd probably play Jose a bit. Maybe play Podence behind Jose. Um, and then Just behind the front two. Yeah, I think. I think, but then I do like when Adama and Neto kind of go in a bit, which you always can't do if Podence is playing. But I'm going to throw it out there. I would start Fabio on Friday. A few people have actually said um, about starting Fabio. Do you, I mean, I feel like he got dropped into it with Raul. Um, he missed a few chances. People got on his back for um, the price tag. We've seen a few cameos from him in the last few games where he's come on for 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes. His movements all looks good. And I think last night we saw the quality that he has on the ball to bring that ball down. It was, wasn't easy to control. And then the finish, 
that was a top top quality finish that he finished he's there fantastic you, guy. you can see he's got something and you can see i think he's starting to to feel more at home more confident he's um, bulked out he's bulked out as well yeah and he's got so much potential um and william jose I think he brings something to the team. I think he's think, but he's, he's still not scored a goal, and he's a striker. And he snatched at that one chance um, from six yards that he he could have put his foot through. Neto missed the follow up. I I, don't, I think it's a fair shout to start Fabio Silva on on Friday as well because he's obviously looking like he's got more confidence than yeah. Jose. Jose snatching, and it might be his turn to be taken out the. Uh, at the firing line. To finish off then, Ames, um, your oh. performance rating and your man of the match? I need it a five out of ten because the oh, first yeah. first half was embarrassing. Um, oh, God, I don't even know. I went with Dendonka, I did. I can't. That goal, that first goal, there's no way you should have let Jesse Lingard through. Um <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to give it Fabs. I know he only played half a match, but I just think his improvement and his commitment and that goal, I think, was very promising. And I think if he's watching it, then he... I mean, not that he's going to watch this, but he deserves the... You never know. You never know. I'm told sometimes that some players do watch our videos. (laughs) So, so yeah, so I'm going to go Fabio. I mean, Den Donker, I do think he... But for me, there's no way that that goal, first goal, he should have laid off him. So, well, Katie yeah. Merricks is, uh, I think she's agreeing with you. Fabio did really well when he came off the bench, needs to start. Andrew Benton, fair man of the match there as well. So, there's a few in uh, agreeing you. What's uh, everyone said for man of the match? What's because usually there's usually one or two that come out on top. Dendonk has come out a few times. There's, um, <sighs> Adama got it for one as well for that run. Um, in yeah, the, fair. I mean, he felt the determination. He's fairly mixed. Um, Andrew's gone Phil Silver as well. Um, so, I mean, just before you fin- we finish, guys, everyone in the chat, just before we finish off, just bang in your man of the match as, the, as you guys are watching. And let's see what name comes up top. And then we'll go with that as the overall... Um, Always Wolves man of the match for this one. So uh, Neto man of the match there. Um, Fabio's going with Kate uh, with uh, Katie's going with Fabio. Jedo having a great show. Patrick's gone Dendonk. So that's three already different ones. Let's see who else pops up here. Fabio from James Bond. Um, he's licensed to, to thrill ears. Oh, that's who I met. In West, I met him in West Park. That's what James Bond? Yeah. So hello. Jack- the one that he said he comments as James Bond when I met him. So hello. All right, fantastic. Uh Silver, Lingard, Fabio. Lingard. Uh, yeah, Silver, Neto, none of them says John Dab. So quite, I think it's quite split. Um Den I don't think yeah. there is a, usually there's a standout, but there wasn't a standout last night, was there? No, no, absolutely not. And anyway, everyone, it's been a long one tonight. Uh, I tried to make sure that we kept it going and everyone <laughs> had a chance so that Amy could get on. Dave uh, needs a break. <laughs> uh, no, she had a very busy day. 
Uh, James Bond saying hello to you again here, mate. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you. I'll see you on the uh, the match preview um, for the um, the Fulham game and then the watch along. And then we'll be back, obviously, for extra time. The international fan reaction will be out tomorrow as well. Until then, from myself, Dazzling Dave, always Wolves. And from Amy. Always Wolves. Fantastic. Take care, everyone. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.